Welcome to another episode of Nikki Jameson Art Talks, a podcast where we creatives talk about our creative lives. I'm Nikki Jameson, and today my guest is fiber artist Alicia Evans from Long Island, New York. Hey everybody, thank you for joining. This is Nikki Jameson Artist Talk, and I'm here with another artist interview. And today my guest is Alicia Evans, Professor Alicia Evans. And she's from New York. She's actually from Long Island in New York. And she's going to talk about herself and her art and her journey. And so I'm gonna hand over to you, Alicia. Introduce yourself, tell us a bit about yourself and your journey as an artist. Good morning, good morning, good day. Thank you for having me. Um, I am a, a fiber artist, uh, and, and what I do is to crochet images, and uh, some of my favorite images to crochet are trees. I just enjoy uh, crocheting trees, and, and these are really abstract trees. That is, um, they are in the, the, the shape and imaging of a tree, but they come in different colors, reds, greens, purples. And it is my way of giving homage to trees and the environment. Um, I started crocheting when I was a young um, girl. My grandmother and mother taught me how to crochet. And I started crocheting hats and scarves. That was my my specialty back then as a child. Um, When I got into my teen years, um, I, I discovered boys. And the crochet, the yarn, the thread, the needles, all of that went to the wayside. Uh, I had more interest in other things in life. Uh, eventually, um, I want to say in 2012, I decided to pick my needle back up again. And that's when I decided to start getting into images and really looking at the art of um, crochet, the art of creating images, fine art images. And so not only do I do trees, I do what I call um, rhythmic stick figures and that is you know stick figures that are um that you look at them and you know they are in motion you know they are dancing and i just um close a, a show here on long island with um a couple of my um rhythmic figures and next year um during black history month here in um in the city i'll uh, have a whole solo show on that so i'm really really excited about that Yes, I get them to dance and they're dancing. Um, there's another scene where I have them um, uh, dating at the bar. Um, another scene where a young um, image is paying homage to an older image. And what is unique about my style is that when you see my images, it's made out of one single piece of thread. So that single piece of thread creates the entire image. What I find, uh, what um, folks always say to me, they said, well, you know, how do you start off? How do you know you're going to make, like with the stick figures, how do you know that there's going to be two images at the bar? I, I don't know. I usually just crochet and crochet, make a circle here, swoop there. And after I do all of the crocheting, it just looks like string, just like string. It looks like rubbish. But um, afterwards, I go in to actually, uh, sitting on the floor, I work on the floor, to actually do sculpting of the, the yarn 
into images. Many times I don't know what it's going to be until I start my sculpting. And that is the same thing that happens when I make my trees. When I finish all my crocheting, it's just a bungalow of, 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 of string. And then I sit and take my time and actually sculpt my images. I, I, um, and when I tell people of this, uh, this process, um, they're, they're like you, they're actually fascinating. And I think even with our conversation here, I'm going to have some folks photograph me actually doing the work. There is a um, famous artist, um, I believe he was from Long Island, and I forget his name right now, but he um, was in the Hamptons and he did, um, he was a, a painter. He did all of his work on the floor. His huge imaging, and perhaps before this conversation is over, I'll remember his name. Um, no, I did not uh, decide to replicate like that, but I find that's easiest for me to work when I'm on the floor. So I right, I was really sculpted it out. Okay, I was just about to ask you how did you how did you come to find out that it uh, you had to do it on the on the floor, but you've just said that it was easiest for you. Yeah, easiest is more comfortable. No. Just ease, um, um, just working initially, I started out on a table and I'm like, oh, I can't, do I stand, do I sit? But I find when I'm on the floor, and this might even come from um, uh, uh, African traditions. I am African-American here. Um, but I know with some of the African artists, they actually work on the ground. Um, I did um, a trip to Ghana, um, I want to say about a decade or so ago, and I was working on a, a project um, with a number of artists that do billboards. And the artists actually paint the billboards. They, and, you know, like say if you're advertising for um, uh, a soda company, they would actually have an image of the soda and they were actually painting the big billboards on the ground. And eventually these paintings would be placed on the highways. Now, driving by, you would never know that it was hand-painted. But I noticed the artists like to work on the ground. So maybe inherently somewhere in my genetics, that's where that comes from. With that connection to the earth and, yes, uh, and even trees yes. and everything coming from the ground and so on. So yes. perhaps there's something, there's something there, some connection yes. there. That's, that's really cool. Thank you for sharing yeah. that. It's interesting the other day, um, you know, I, um, I've been uh, journaling. My, um, my quote-unquote day job, um, I'm a publicist. I do um, public relations campaigns for a number of corporations and been doing that for the past 20 years now. Um, the other day, I'm looking through some journals, right? And I noticed, I said, my goodness, I've been working on campaigns focused on trees my entire career. So um, there was one campaign I worked on um, with, um, we have a, a group here in New York called One Million Trees, and the intention is to replant one million trees throughout um, New York City. Um, I worked on that campaign. Another campaign I worked on was um, a songwriting campaign to get kids, uh, well, yes, to get kids to create a song giving homage to nature and trees. And we had little babies from... Uh, pre-K, uh, you know, age five on up to, um, you know, uh, higher ed. And, and I look back 
and, and I smoke a fictitious cigarette. And when I take a deep drag on my puff of air, I'm like, wow, I've been doing this tree thing for a while. Maybe, maybe I have a passion. <laughs> so, maybe, yeah. just, just maybe, maybe I have a passion to this nature and environmentalism. <laughs> Oh my gosh. I, I, you know, I think that's really fascinating. And clearly, I mean, you, you obviously do have a passion and there's, it's, how would I say it? There's never been even a more important time, right? For oh us to be, gosh. you know, focus on our trees and nature and the environment and everything around that. Right. Wouldn't you say? Yes, I would. And, you know, it's um, I'm about to launch a, a project. Um, one of the things I've been doing uh, as a part of my PR career is I facilitate conversations. Um, I launched something called the Living Room Experience, where meaningful chats change lives back in 2000. And I went around the country having um, true, authentic conversations about different issues of the world. I'm now taking it to the next level where later on this month, I'm launching something called When Trees Talk, Let the Yarn Speak. And with that particular project, once again, um, you know, I'll be sitting with groups where I share some of my insights on what's happening with the trees and the environment. And then within that, um, you know, folks get a chance to view uh, some of the um, fiber artwork trees that I have. But also it gives the audience an opportunity to talk about trees, what it means, and what they can do in these times. I always say, if we don't have trees, we don't have you. And trees are in a critical state right now, and most people don't even know it. Um, right now in New York City, we have, um, there is some type of attack on trees with beetles, and it is killing millions of trees. Um, I look at the trees in my neighborhood and something I've been noticing, and, and I'm, I'm going to put this out here for our audience. I noticed that there is a thinning of the amount of leaves on trees. And I'm about to sit down with some arbor, um, arborists and some environmental people. There is something going on. So I, I look at it as, as, as almost like the thinning of hair. Um, and I'm seeing, you know, less shade given from a tree. There are less leaves. And I'm also seeing that leaves are browning more. Could it be the environment? Could it be, you know, the heat of the sun? But there is an issue that is going on. That makes me feel so sad, you know. Oh. And, you know, it's like they're probably feeling all the angst. Yes, yes, yes. <laughs> You know, they're probably that feeling all the, the angst reasons. around, you know. Yeah. I, 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 I. You know, there are some things that you can't even say in words and trees are probably expressing it you know, for anyone who will notice. And it's just really interesting that, that, that you've noticed that. But, you know, probably that's that's what's ha I mean, who knows? I mean, I may be completely offbeat there, but I wouldn't be surprised if it's something like that. But, you know, you but know, something's not right. But, you know, I think it's right. so important. And that's one of the reasons um, I make my trees in different colors. You know, like uh, one of my favorite trees um, to make and that people enjoy um, are red trees. And, uh, you know, folks will say, well, why do you make a red tree? I've never seen a red tree. And not unless it's the fall, you know, but it's usually mixed with oranges and other colors. But the reason I use color in my trees, my abstract trees, is to get people to stop and pause and to bring awareness to what's happening in our environment. Oh, it starts with awareness. 
And then, you know, with the intention of getting either individuals or collectives to take the next step, we have got to do something here. There's a problem. Our trees are in an anxiety state. <laughs> and it's a shame. It is a shame. It is a shame. But you're noticing it, and you're bringing you're you're bringing that awareness to to people through your art and through your shows and through what you you've you've said, and I I think that's fantastic. I think that is really really um, yes. wonderful and uplifting. Is the word I'm looking for there? Yes. And you know what? I'm also discovering, you know, as I, I go along here, for whatever reason, and I need to sit down um, with with some specialists in this area. For whatever reasons, trees are. Um, sparking interest uh, with those who are autistic. Um, um, at one show I had, um, uh, three young ladies came up to me and they said, you know, we're on the spectrum and we love your trees. And, uh, and, and I don't know what's happening there. They said, it, it, um, the young lady said, it makes my mind laugh. It brings joy to my mind. I'm thinking... Um, Maybe the patterns that they see, it's all, my trees almost look like a maze. So you can look at one um, level and see which way it starts and which way it ends. And pretty much you, there is no ending because my trees have a lot of terminals, but you try to take your finger and go through the maze. Uh, maybe that's um, relaxing um, for, 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 for those on the, on the spectrum level. And I would love to chat with someone about that. There was another one, um, I had another show, and this was uh, back in 2016, and I was taking down a show, and, and it was really quiet, but I only had a, a certain amount of time to take the, the show down and pack properly, and there was a little girl there, uh, I shouldn't say a little girl, she was about um, 17, 18, and she kept asking me questions, and I'm like, look, I, I, I really need you to keep quiet, I need to pack, you know, and I'm trying to be nice. And so <laughs> I'm packing, packing, and it takes me, you know, some time to take it down and pack it, right? So eventually the girl comes over to me and she says, you know, um, in school they say I have a problem. So now I pause. This is the teacher in me pausing. And I'm like, let me listen to what she has to say. And she says, they say I have a problem, but when I see things that engage my mind like your artwork, I just... I just want to talk. I just want to share. And again, I knew she was on the spectrum. And I'm like, ah, I've got to speak with someone, a professional about this. And that'll probably be the next phase of my art to be able to work with that community. How exciting is that? Yes. How exciting. It has been such an adventure. My art has taken me to places I just never thought it would take me. <laughs> never uh. thought. Amazing, Absolutely wonderful. That's what art does, right? Yes. <laughs> if, if you allow it. Mm -hmm. It is, I find it to be um, very soothing. And, and you as an artist, I'm sure you see that. I am so inspired by the craziest of things. Like um, I was um, in a, uh, I walked into an office building um, the other day, and I looked down on the floor, beautiful carpeting, and it had an intricate design in it, a swirling design. I got excited. And I'm like, oh my gosh, I can't wait to get home. My studio, I can practice that. Oh, oh this is beautiful. <laughs> Last <laughs> evening, <laughs> oh, I saw 
Um, there is an artist, and I, I will share this with you because um, we're both on Instagram. I saw an artist um, that uses um, um, utensils, and, and, and the artist is able to take the, the stems of a fork and put it into different swirls. And I'm like, oh my goodness, I can do that with my shoes. I want to do that design. So I'm always studying circles and arcs, and that's what excites me. Or if there's a sail on yarn, oh, that excites me. <laughs> but to be able to inspire people, you know, you see something, but to be able to inspire people. Yeah, no, that's, I, I just think it's a gift. I think it's, I think it's a gift and a talent, but then also we as artists have to allow it, right? Yes, yes, yes. Now they have been, I don't know if this happens for you, but there um, are times, you know, I've got a couple of pieces that I just was not happy with and, and I take it and I chuck them to the side. And so I said, oh, I should, you know, just throw that in the garbage. But I see myself as a future Picasso in the world of fiber arts. And I'm like, I look at his work now and, you know, some of the pieces that he was going to discard, he kept and they, they're now all famous. I'm like, let, let me keep these pieces I'm not too thrilled with. And um, you just never know. Never know. You never know. Yeah. So let so that goes on to so let's take that to the next um, to the next step on my uh, next question because you've covered you've actually covered uh, some of it in talking about the influences, but let's talk about that in a little bit more detail. What influences your art? I mean, if you could say something in addition to you've already talked about the trees and you know your inspirations. Is there anything else that influences your art? People listening to their com conversations, um, anxiety inspires my art because um as i had mentioned with the autistic community um i'm also looking at those of us quote unquote normal um the anxiety levels in our society has absolutely soared for whatever reason whether it's the economy or uh whatever's happening in life and um you know i'm always thinking in terms of whatever piece i'm doing I hope that my peace will be able to bring calm and peace um, to those who see it, to those who acquire my pieces. So I'm working on that. Um, I'm also um, working on, I'm heavily into mindfulness and um, I'm working on getting certification in that area by the end of the summer. And I wanna be able to bring that also into my work where you know, I'm offering workshops on using my art to bring about mindfulness, to bring inner peace uh, within all of this chaos that we experience. And this is worldwide. So that inspires me. Yes, absolutely. Absolutely. I have a piece in my bedroom and I call it, um, I'll, I shall share this with you because I'm not sure I have it on Instagram, where... Um, it sits directly across from my bed. And I've been looking at this piece for the past six years and I always see something different. But as I am staring at it and looking at it and actually following the swirls myself, it tends to calm me. It brings me that inner peace. So, I'm not, and I'm like, this is one of the 
rudimentary pieces. It's not as evolved as I, I have my work now, but it brings a, a, a peacefulness. And the other thing I try to do, yes, yes, like your pieces are fabulous, soothing. I can look at your work over and over again. I love you. I love it. Thank you. Oh, thank you. Well, you know, as you were talking about, um, you were talking about bringing peace and um, trying to calm anxiety and so on. But, Mm -hmm. and that's, even when I look at my own work, I mean, when I create my work, that's kind of where my mind is going that I hope when people look at this, they'll look at, they won't just look at it and, and, and turn away, but they'll look at it and look at all the different layers because it's very, very layered and textured and, Every piece yes. is there for a reason. Every single stroke is there for a reason. And I find when I, when I look at my own art even, even if my mind is kind of, let's say I've got it up on my wall, I've got several of my pieces on my wall. If I just stop and stare at my art, I'm so lost in the actual textures and, okay, why is that there? That before I know it, I'm not thinking of the problem or whatever it is was bothering me or stressing me out. I can actually just lose myself in the art and focus on it, even though, and every time I do that, it's a different, it's like a kaleidoscope, right? A different arrangement of the, of the art and the pieces and everything that went into it. So I hope, like you hope that when people look at it, they will look at that in its entirety. And and for even like five minutes or three minutes, take their mind off whatever because our mind can't t- can't focus on more than one thing at a time yes <laughs> right absolutely. can only handle one thing at a time so yeah you know so i i was smiling when you were talking about the calming and the anxiety and that looking at the intricate circles and i know exactly what you mean what you mean there i think it's 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 wonderful it, it's like, and when i look at your pieces i'm like i'm i actually go into the piece in my mind I'm creating, I'm there, oh, and I'm walking down whatever streets you have, oh, I wonder where that was, I really need to pick up the phone and call her and ask her, and then you'll put up another piece, and I'm like, oh my God, look at her technique, this is beautiful, absolutely stunning, and so when I run into people who say, you know, I I, I say I'm an artist, you know, I do this and I do that, and they're like, well, you know, I'm not really into art. And I always want, I almost want to go on a global educational process. Like you don't have to physically do art to appreciate art, to understand what art is all about. It's, um, it's funny. I took a, a, a course with um, MoMA. MoMA has this art and inquiry course where you look at it in a study. I, I recommend it to every artist who is out here. Take this course. It's an online course. Well, anyway. I took the course um, not initially with the intention of of teaching, um, uh, you know, art and inquiry, but to be able to bring it back to my classroom. I teach um, social media and PR to be able to bring it back to my regular classroom and teach my students how to um, re-examine the work that we are doing so that it has more meaning, so that they can understand it better. When I have incorporated this, incorporated this into my class, it allows my students to look at their PR and advertising campaigns, their social media campaigns in a different way. So it enables art and inquiry and, and studying and looking at it not only makes your mind peaceful, but it helps you to be more reflective on who you are it helps with your critical thinking. It helps you to be more successful in life. 
So somebody discussed, oh, I'm not into art, honey. No, no, yes, you are. <laughs> yes, you are. Whether you like it or not, you're into art. And you know what? You know what, Alicia? Yes. <laughs> it's so exciting. It's so exciting. And, and when I talk to some of my guests, we start talking about art. We talk uh, and about art. What we what we do, and then my mind starts pinging. And yes, you're talking. I'm thinking we should have another podcast on just this, just the topic yes. of social media and PR for artists. Because I don't know whether you're aware of this, but PR is what art feel that they just don't want to get involved in i'm different i kind of like i mean i think it's my duty to inform people about what i do and how it can impact their lives i mean that's how that's where i'm coming from but many people they, they don't even want to think about it they just want to i just want to create the art that's it don't don't bother you know, me and i'm thinking but how think- how will people engage with you if you do not if you do not market yourself if you do not put yourself let people know what it is how what you have can yes. impact their lives right that's really what I it comes down you to you're absolutely <laughs> right in terms of having another session about for artists in terms of um social media I think there should be sessions on business for artists. Um, It's beautiful. You have beautiful work. But if you don't know the business end or the social media end, the PR end, you're going to be lost. Um, uh, Two things. Uh, A couple of artists have actually reached out to me and they're like, can you critique my work? And I'm like, well, I don't want to give any judgmental stuff on your work. And they're like, no, no, no. Can you critique what I'm doing online on social media? Does this work? Does this not work? One of the basic um, um, lessons that I give or that I want to give, and maybe I'll establish this even more, is that if whatever you are focused on, and this is a business, you need to stay focused on that. So you're an artist, and let's say you do rocks. Rocks is the only thing you do. You paint rocks, whatever you do with those rocks. I do not want to see your Aunt Tilly on there. I don't want to see what you bought at the mall yeah. on that social media platform. You need to show me only your rocks. And so folks laugh at me. They say, well, you know, why aren't you um, on, on Facebook? Um, is it Facebook? Yeah, on a Facebook, on, a, on, on, on um, social media, Instagram. One account, this Instagram, my art account. I really don't want to be your friend if you're not into art. And, and it's not that I don't like you. I have another account where we can go and do other things. But with my art account, I only focus on art with my blog. And that's another thing. Artists need to set up blogs, all right? Because that's the additional layer. And so folks will say, oh, I don't know how to write. I don't, you don't have to know how to write. You need to, can you talk? If you've been in this world long enough, you can put down your ideas. Tell me, and it doesn't have to be long. Tell me about that piece. What's that meaning for it for you with that piece? So I become passionate about social media and that too. Stay focused, dag on it. <laughs> Absolutely. Oh, no, no, I know we could. I, we should definitely have a chat about it and on another episode. But uh, yeah, I'm completely 100% agree with you. And it's funny because I was interviewing another guest who said exactly what you were, almost yes. exactly what you were doing. And she's, she is a phenomenal artist and photographer, and um, mm-hmm. also on Instagram uses Instagram well. And she said, you know, focus on what focus your social media on what you are doing and don't go off on you know what you have for supper and all of that kind of crap so (laughs) for artists it's really really important here we are hearing this yet again in the space of less than a month um to to think about that and uh 
but but that is going to be the subject of another talk. I will also talk about it a little bit more when we get to the social media question, because I know Alicia, you've got plenty to say there. So but I want <laughs> I want you to share it. All right, so let's let's move on. We're covering a lot of things. This is really fun. This is how this is why you said how long do these things do, does it take? And I said, well. It, it really depends. I, I try and have a, a framework in mind, but when we start talking and when you start sharing, you know, you don't know what can happen. So yes, um, you all know sorts what? of things come out because the, we start sparking yes. ideas, right? And I'm telling <laughs> I mean, obviously you, we can't be here for three hours. Right. When you said, oh, well, we're going to have to fill this amount of time. I'm like, I don't, I don't know what to talk about. What are you talking about? An hour. I'm enjoying myself. <laughs> <laughs> Everybody says that. You're not the first person to say it. They all say, oh, how long will this be t- is going to take? I don't think I have much to say. The advice I do give, you know, artists, you know, and this is what I do when I, I counsel my, my folks in, in the world, you know, you should have your talking points together. I should have had my talking points together. I mean, but this is flowing nice and smooth. But have your talking points together. You have three talking points and, you know, then it will be the jump off with the conversation. Um, I wanted to share with you, um, I had won a scholarship, you know, talking about the business of art. I won a a scholarship with the University of South Carolina, and it's called the the Savvy, S-A-V-V, as in Victor um, Y, the Savvy Challenge. And this program brought um, about 100 artists from around the United States to South Carolina, Columbia, South Carolina where we were set up in a situation similar to, and I don't know if you have this show there called Shark Tank. Are you familiar with that? Do you have that? Well, anyway, Shark Tank is a A huge show where, you know, people come on and they compete um, talking about, you know, what business they have. But anyway, we artists were separated into groups of 10 where we were given um, a particular local business, a real local business, and we had to solve whatever challenge that they had using art. Oh my gosh. So I happened to be teamed with um, a group. Oh, it was fabulous. We were teamed with, um, our challenge was we had a local farmer who created, um, who was, uh, did hydroponic lettuce. And his challenge was to be able to, of course, make more money. Many business needed to make more money. So we had to create a way to make money using art and what we did was to come up with um we partnered with a local sculptor who said he would create um an image in uh, uh in a, a lettuce a type image some type of major image that would uh attract people from the town to come see that particular image and the, the gentleman the farmer would give tours of the hydroponic farm so he would have um children take tours of the farm and then for adults there would be like a uh, wine tasting, you know, wine and salad situation set up. It was so much fun, but it was almost looking from the business point of view. We had to do planning. We had to do research to see if the idea was viable. We had to work up the plan um, and we had to create budgeting. I feel my group didn't win, although I think we should have. Um, I feel um, the most beneficial uh, uh, thing out of this is that I stayed and I had um, additional tutoring to um, further create my own branding as an artist. And for me, uh, what has come out of that, the solidification of coming out that, uh, uh, for that is to be a tree uh, advocacy for trees, the environment, using my art 
as a backdrop. So whatever we artists have to do to get the business thing together, and it does not have to be hard, you know, get your business piece together aside from just painting or sculpting, get your business together. And that is so, uh, so important nowadays. Yes, a hundred percent. I, I can't, I couldn't agree with you more. It's, I don't know. It's so important. And, um, we, re, we, and I totally agree with that. Uh, and we artists need to expose ourselves more to business, to business and business mm-hmm. principles and not treat ourselves like a, some kind of special, special thing or special yes. always art. You know, it's untouchable. The only way that people are going to actually access our art and access us is mm-hmm. if we promote ourselves, promote our art and understand the business yes. of art. And yes. it does not have, I think it strengthens our, what we do. I don't think it detracts. Yes. I think we've got, I think, and this is me going on my soapbox. I think we, sometimes we have a lot of um, old non-supportive beliefs operating mm-hmm. like mini programs in our mind. Yes. You know, we've got to replace those with supportive um, business yes. financial um, programs. Otherwise we're always going to be playing small. Whereas we've got to think of ourselves playing large, right? Larger than life. And you because know we've what? Been given Larger this gift. than life. And finding <laughs> different segues for us to be in. What I'm really enjoying yeah. right now is um, uh, I just read a story the other day about hospitals really want to incorporate more art into their facilities. And they are finding yeah. that um, they're hearing, they're actually hearing um, patients and, and families of patients complaining about this, saying, you know, this is ridiculous. I remember um, my mom was in the hospital, um, uh, back and forth in the hospital in 2016. And I had the opportunity to sit in about 10 different hospitals, 20 different rehab facilities. And of course, what I noticed the most was the artwork. Absolutely, um, it was old. Old meanings like they had uh, images that were there that had not been taken care of. Um, and, and, you know, it was dated and, and you could just tell that someone just threw it up there for the hell of it. I will, I want to commend, um, let's see, I think it's um, here in New York, we have a, a huge cancer facility called Memorial Sloan Kettering. The artwork in that facility, in, 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 it's in Manhattan, unbelievable. They actually have a program where they look for artists and they look for uh, art to be submitted. And so, you know, in, in a place where uh, of healing and a lot of stress and anxiety, and you don't know how long you're going to wait to have artwork to help with your healing oh process. Oh my gosh, isn't that, it that's is am- so, so amazing. important. So for us to, us artists, to be able to shift the paradigm, to create this new renaissance, I am happy to be a part of it. Woo-wee! You are so, you are so encouraging and like, I'm feeling woohoo here. Like You are listening to Nikki Jameson Art Talks with my guest, fiber artist, Professor Alicia Evans. If you are enjoying this podcast, you can listen to it in Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you usually stream. Let's get back to the interview. I was down in Delaware here, and um, it's it's a facility, and I'm going to give them a shout out. It was part of something called Christina Care, all right? 
So, of course, I'm walking through the hospital. I'm there for another reason. No, I'm not sick. Nobody's sick. Taking care of business. Remember, artists take care of business. And as I'm walking through the halls, I'm absolutely amazed at the art. And it's beautiful. And for me, you know, getting into hospital facilities, one of the things we have to keep in mind is um, the materials that we use. For me, my concern is that I work with fiber. I'm worried about uh, me. I'm concerned about how would I get art into a hospital, but I don't want the dust that might build up on the fiber to impact patients, right? Or if it is uh, an oil painting, will the, the oils or the residue get into the rooms, right? They, this hospital, they had um, pieces, uh, original. you could tell they're original pieces that were, um, they, they, they turned it into, and you, maybe you can help me out with this, um, chrome, they, they put it on some type of chrome, aluminum thing, so of course you can yeah. just wipe it off easily. And I'm looking yeah. at all of these beautiful images, those are ways, or if there was an agency, like you and me and some other people, yeah, yeah, that would yeah. be able to take people's art and transform them, you know, put them onto these aluminum plates so that they can easily go into these facilities, that would be fabulous. And here I am pretending like I'm going to the ladies' room and I'm taking pictures. Oh, this is beautiful. I can see that. I'm feeling it. Oh, yeah, that's how that. And then running back into, you know, my conference. <laughs> yes, these guys can listen to it now, but I was just studying that oh, art down. <laughs> no, but it's, it's such a yes. good point because because um, you can put art on so many different uh, substrates now. And uh, when yes. I was um, looking at where to print my art, because I print onto canvas, I can print onto yes. wood, I can print onto metal. And there's this new, I don't know whether artists are aware of this, but there's this new kind of metal. Because before you used to have like the alum aluminium sheets, we call it call it aluminium in, in UK speak, but I know you mean aluminium. I'm always saying to my, oh, to my okay. husband here, you call it aluminium. <laughs> Where's the middle bit? Where's the middle bit? I'm like, and he's always laughing at me, so no, it's this. Anyway, okay. I digress. We, um, we, we, we. There's now this beautiful, beautiful um, substrate. It's metal, but it's like almost enamel metal, and you just wipe it with a cloth, and it's so beautiful. It's it like it's like it jumps off the the wall at you, and you can see these huge pictures printed on this. You can just find these printers that can put this thing on, and it's oh, this is amazing. Great. Like wow. having like a eight thousand K TV screen thing, but it's a painting on your wall, and it's so light. I couldn't believe it when I saw that. I said, "Is this metal?" This and is the what printer we said, need. "Yeah, yes. yeah, it's metal." <laughs> and you know what? Anyway, to be able to take that or get a group to go into those hospitals that don't understand, you know, processes and all of this, and be able to bring them the portfolio. Look, this is what we have. This is how it would work where they don't have to think, whoever's in charge, you don't have to think, you just t show us the wall and we'll take care of it. Yeah, we'll have the artists, I will fit it, we'll yeah, show the, us the, the wall, technique. I love that. Yeah, yeah, um, that's something we need to think about, or, or us artists out here, I don't know, there's tons of hospitals here in the U.S., I can imagine what's in Canada, what's in, you know, Berlin, we need to be doing that and taking the forefront, standing in the forefront to, to do these things. 
I agree. I totally Excellent. agree. And I think that is a fantastic idea for the for the future. Yes, absolutely. Well, for now, not even the future. Yeah. Yes. All right, Alicia. We need to take charge. <laughs> yes. <laughs> we do. We do. Okay, so can you um, let's let's move on with some of these. Qu- this this chat is so good, actually. It's actually better than like, some of my questions here. I'm having a great time. <laughs> yeah. So can you share can you share a bit, Alicia, about how your art has impacted your life and the life of others? Wow. Well, you know, um, initially when I started, and, and this this is such a funny story. When I started crocheting the trees, I used to. Um, uh, you know, I, I wanted to also learn the business of art, and I would go to um, a number of grant writing um, programs. I am because I said, well, I, maybe I can get a grant and I can learn this even better because everything that I do is is primarily self-taught. And I will never forget um, during my first year, um, I was at this place at, at a, um, a professional development um, a session, and this woman she says to me, she says, "What do you do?" And I said, um, I'm a crochet artist. And she says, what? And so I showed her some of my pictures and this. And she says, no, 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 baby. You are a fiber artist. You work with textiles. This is who you are. And so I'm like, wow, you know, and I'm still learning. Uh, I don't have the the confidence, but I know I want to do this. And so then I started saying to myself, I am a fiber artist. And I kept saying this on a continual basis until I grew into what I am. And I said, you know, this applies to anything that you do in life. I am, once you take on that, that it gives you um, confidence to self-empowerment. So the funny thing is, so I, I brought this I am thing back home to my family, and in particular to my, my, my brother. My brother and I, we live together. And as far as he's concerned, it's just a bunch of yarn thrown up in a corner and he doesn't see the separation of colors and this and that. And it's just me just sitting there crocheting. He doesn't get it. Yeah, I know my sister crochets, right? But it wasn't until I started taking him out to my shows that he is now developing an appreciation of who I am as an artist. And so I'm like, so I'm for me personally and growing into an artist, you know, many people might just say, yeah, you know, I just draw, I just fuddle around, but I am a fiber artist, all right? In terms of what I'm doing for um, people in the community, I know I'm making a difference. I know that when you see my art, whether it's online, at a show, or you purchased a piece, it's making a difference in their lives. It's making that difference. And when you, or when anyone takes ownership of who they are, takes ownership of, of, of their authenticity, then it, it really um, it nurtures and grows and develops this personal inner tree. And so I'm, 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 I'm blooming into different branches. Here we go back to the tree. Different branches and different segues. But I know that I am a tree. I am passionate about a tree. I'm a fiber artist. I'm all up into trees. You can take that same thing for someone who is um, a cook. I am a chef. I know I can do this and burgers and sauces and this and that. Own it. Own it. And I believe this contributes to who we are as human beings. Own it. Stand up to your purpose. Find out who you are and live. Grow into that. And you know what the thing too is? You can always switch up. So some people, what? You can switch up. 
you know, that, that ain't what I am now. You know, I'm, I'm not a, a construction worker. That's not who I am. I'm now a gardener. And it's okay. But you decide who you are and you grow into it and, de- and develop and find mentors and grow. And, um, and you know what? I think that if every individual in the world did that, did more self-reflection and discovery of who they are and all they can be, this would be a different world. We wouldn't have time to think about nonsense. And we wouldn't oh, have Oh, tell me about anxiety. it. Honest, honestly, you, you, you just, just all this anxiety <laughs> because, you know, when you're doing that self-reflection and looking at what you could be and who you are, you're right. There's no time to, to, get, to get all caught up in all these, these time-wasting things that just, yes. like, sap your energy and that you can't do anything about, you know, because it's like – when we're, when we're doing exactly as you, you, were, you were saying, we mm-hmm. can decide. We have all the control there. You know that, yes. right? Whereas yes. all these other things that we try and control, like other people's opinions, other yes. people's thoughts. Who gives a toss, you yes. know? <laughs> Sorry, Take I get very ownership. passionate about that. Very, very passionate. And I think, yes. too, we have we, to take we, ownership, folks, people. We need to um, be, be able to... Um, 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 you know, mentor, as well as to be able to look at, uh, uh, at our elders. Because our elders, yeah, they might be a bunch of gray hair going around, but they just the mere fact that they've been in the world a little bit longer than we have. Yes, the wisdom, the respect, and many wants to sit down and give back. So I find myself, when I'm in those circles, I just sit and I listen. And then sometimes I want to, you know, reach out and find those elders who are in... um in, in the fiber uh, artist industry, I want to give a shout out to a fabulous fiber artist, an artist here in the, in the States. Her name is Zenobia, um, and she's also online. And her, she's a fiber artist. She is now working on, and she crochets. She, she crochets. She's working on, um, they're building a new Martin Luther King facility down in, um, in Washington, D.C., she has been charged with creating all of the artwork there. So these huge, massive pieces um, are unbelievable that she is working. And she crochets with, get this, um, copper. And I'm like, oh, my goodness, how do you crochet with copper? And she's like, you know, it's very hard. But, and, you know, so from ceiling to floor, she's crocheting copper pieces. She, I look up to this woman. I'm like... Uh, uh, Shay, that is my, my, that, that's someone I look up to, my elder. Absolutely. And um, so she, she, she's also on Instagram. Yes. Yes, yes. Yeah. Okay, well, I'll look, I'll look out for her and uh, follow, follow her. Do that. Do that. All right. So, well, thank you so much for that. So, um, We've talked about how your life impacts your art and uh, sorry impacts your life and the life of others. And thank you for sharing that story. That was that's just a, a wonderful example and a story. Okay, let's go to the next question. I wanted to know how do you find your audience and find gigs, your shows, and, and do your shows and balance all the things you do? Because um, I know you've worked for many years. That you talked about your, the the PR uh, side of your, your, your day, your day job, I think it is. And also part two of that is what suggestions would you give aspiring artists who are juggling the two, maybe a day job as I'm still doing <laughs> and other things and want to have, 
want to have some kind of balance but give um, importance to their creative side. Okay. Um, that's two big oh, questions there. Lot. Sorry about that. But I want to go. <laughs> you can handle it. And I'm probably, look, I, I'm going to forget <laughs> some of that. I do want to give, um, before we go, go to that question, I want to give the exact name of that woman who I'm inspired by. Her name is Zenobia, X E N O B. Yeah, X E N O B I A Bailey, Zenobia Bailey. And um, um, her work is also featured in our subway system. Okay, so that's her. Now, the um, finding work. Um, oh my gosh, let me tell you. So, my year one, and I'm like, I want to be in a gallery. I want to exhibit my art. How do you do that? I don't know. I haven't the slightest idea. So one day, and I and distinctly remember, it was summertime, probably around this time, I actually went walking the streets, and I said, I am just going to go in and ask places where I think I could be. Um, there was a place here on Long Island, um, I think it was called the Creative Gallery, something with the word creative in it. Anyway, I walked in, and I just asked the, the uh, gallery owner, I said, you know, what do you have to do to get into your gallery? And so he says, well, you know, an agent usually comes by or I'll see things. And I'm like, well, I'm, and at this point I'm, I'm confident, I'm a fiber artist. And so he looked at me, what? And so I explained what I do. And I was walking around with my little mini portfolio, right? So these were pictures I had taken. I'm like real from scratch, whatever works, right? And I showed him the pictures and he's like, you know, let's set up a show. That's how I got my first show. So that fall... I ended up having my first solo show with 90% of my work sold. 90% of my works were sold. My, my, my family, my friends, everybody was absolutely stunned. Um, I think that artists really have to um, take the time to explore what works for them. Um, and, you know, if they're doing things online, one of the things that they need to do, and this gets back to social media, the things that you are posting, you need to take a look at the insights. And you don't have to spend a lot of money for this if you're on Facebook, but especially if you're in the Instagram world, which is so important to us artists. Take a look at the insights. Look at what people, what um, piece worked, what content worked, what didn't work, and you build it that way. I also say that it's real important to physically get your butt out of your studio and go out and network, <clears throat> be with other artists, go to galleries, be out there and have your business card with you no matter where you go. If you go on grocery shopping, have that business card or have that digital card ready to extend and always have your mind open to opportunities. I saw, um, I was walking and I saw a, um, um, there was a, ch uh, a church and they had, uh, um, in the church, they had, uh, they, they had lots of plants. They were into nature. And I saw a blank wall and I'm like, excuse me, um, you know, I'm not of this denomination, but I think, you know, uh, one of my trees could fit your wall. We are negotiating right now. <laughs> I look for opportunities and it's okay do not feel rejected if people tell you no. You keep going. I'm not at the, uh, you know, the super, super status of, of having an agent yet. But um, I'm there. I'm out there. And, you know, finding the right mentors in the circles to be in. 
But uh, having that good website, your website is off the hook. All right? And off the hook means beautiful, Mine? exciting, stunning. Yes, your oh, website. Yes. <laughs> and I know oh, that took you. a lot of work. You're not even getting it. Yes, well, yes. I have studied your website. Oh, my gosh. Beautiful. And you know, oh, thank um, you the so other much. thing, and kind. I don't know if you, <laughs> these, these are things that we need to do. We definitely need to do it. It's so funny. My, I have a high school teacher that I re- reconnected with, um, Cynthia Paternal, and haven't seen her in decades. And it's funny, uh, we reconnected on Facebook. Yes, yeah, so Facebook is bringing the world together. And she was just in France. I believe it was France. And she reached out to me and she sent, um, I believe it was a scarf or, or shawl that had artwork on it. And she's like, Alicia, your stuff could be on here. And you won't believe, you know, the prices that they're charging. I think we artists must, um, we, we have to look outside the traditional box in terms of extending where we are. And so I want to thank Miss uh, Cynthia Paterno for pulling my coattail on that. <laughs> oh, that's Cindy Paterno. Yeah. You're so you're so nice. You're giving people all these lovely shout outs. You oh, might you yeah. should share you this share this episode with them and uh, tell them that you're giving <laughs> them a shout out. Seriously. Yeah. It's really I, nice. And I think again it, it comes full circle about um how we if we unite, if we, if we nourish one another, um you know, in terms of uh, um us doing our reflection, but also nourish and support one another. Again, you won't have time for nonsense. That's very true. You won't have true. time for that. It'll be a beautiful world. You won't world. have time for that. <laughs> no, you're absolutely right. I'm so oh 100% gosh. agreeing with you. All right. Thank you so much for that, Alicia. Now, let's... Um, so, thank you for that, because you've also given um, some tips for uh, aspiring artists. You know, get out there look look at opportunities look at your social media and yes you're right we should be using uh, instagram because it's visual we are visual artists and so that is uh, a really it's another opportunity for us to uh, showcase our work and let people know who we are with you know with very little effort when you really think of it apart from keeping it updated and being consistent and knowing knowing how to use it particularly being consistent about it, right? So Absolutely. What ins- so, Alicia, what inspires you to keep creating? Um, when I have used all of the yarn in the world, then I stop. <laughs> <laughs> the world according to Alicia. <laughs> when I have used I every color palette, like, so, so if we talk about yellow, light, yellow, dark, yellow, when I have used every color palette in the world, uh, every Pantone color in the world, then I, you know, I will stop. Um, I, I, it's, you know what, and you're an artist. For me, this is a part of who I am. I am thinking about this 24 7. 24 7, you know, and I was just thinking, I said, well, how could I make imprints of my art? And so what I'm going around and thinking about in my mind, I don't know if this is going to work or not, as somebody that has, um, um, uh, you know, any knowledge about this. So I'm looking at YouTube and all kinds of stuff, how you can sculpt using um, water and flour and baking it at a certain temperature, then bringing it out and molding it. So here's my idea. All right, so I'm going to get me some flour, right, and water, and I'm going to, you know, get it to the, the way I can actually sculpt it. But I want to take some of my designs and imprint it onto 
the, 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 this paste, this paste, bake it a little bit, and then, you know, pull it out. So this is a technique I have in my mind, and it's going to work 100%. Uh, on the other side, I'm like, oh, dang, I turned up the stove to oven too high. I done burnt down the house. You know, my tree is burnt up. The house is burnt up. I'm like, but what I find is, like, when you sit and talk to artists, you know, the real artists, they're like, yeah, this is how I came out with this technique of blowing glass. And I, so it, 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 as, it, as long as I am alive, as long as anyone is alive, my, our creative, uh, creativity is infinite, absolutely infinite. So it's exploring, expanding. I am inspired by living life. And that really comes... So comes across, Alicia, and I think that is such a. It's so inspiring. It's really inspiring that there are no limits, and we should not impose limits on ourselves, no. right? And yes. basically, as long as we're alive, yes. we're here to do what we're here to do, and that's what we should be about. Got to be about yeah. our. Got to be about our business, right? I, mean, I love that. <laughs> that is fantastic. Business. You know, it's almost like being a child. We have to take from children. When you look at the little ones, five, six years old, their mind is limitless. They're curious. What can I do now? How can I do it this way? And we as adults, we need to pull from those children sometime. Whatever we are into, what can I do now? How can it work here? And, you know, not just sit with a remote control, watching television or hanging out on social media all day. You know, it's over. There's nothing for us to do. No! Oh. Let us go out and continue to explore all that can be. And that's what I'm going to do. <laughs> and enjoy it. Enjoy it. Uh yeah. Okay. So my next question, and thank you for that again, Alicia. Very inspiring. What are your two biggest challenges? And how do you meet them? Hmm. You know, it's about um, setting priorities. What for the? I have to take a deep breath, right? Right. It's the, the challenges is and taking a deep breath, putting together your plan now, right? But all always having a plan B, a backup plan. Okay, so that didn't work out. What are we going to do now? What are we going to do now? So I have a, a, a good challenge right now. I'm overbooked for February, which is our Black History Month here in, in, in uh, New York. Um, uh, uh, I've got two places. And I'm like, oh, my gosh, i got a problem. I can go and tell one of them that I can't do it. But then I sat down and I said, okay, what's plan B? I said, well, I said I needed to make some more work over the next six months and you know I know the direction I want to go into I have from now to, 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 to February to iron this out and I will have those two exhibits ready so I'm good I'm good I am good so I'm like thank goodness I found out now <laughs> I found out now and um, it's going to all work out it will definitely all work out and we have to pause and step back, um, think it through. You know, I know for many of us artists, uh, money is a challenge. You know, money to support our cause, money to just, you know, pay the mortgage or whatever. Um, 
figure out how to bring in the right amount of income, whatever you have to do on the side so that it can sustain the art that you want to do. And then while you're talking about sustaining it, figure out, okay, what streams of income um, I can produce or generate with the art that I have. So you have um, this, uh, eventually you get this balance and eventually you get the scales to, to, to be in favor of you making all of your money through your art. And I think more of us need to sit down and, and really you have, it, and it's work. So it's, it's mind work. And sometimes that mind work is hard. Well, you know, I'm already working 10 hour days and blah, blah, blah. Okay, let's say that is the situation, but you know, it doesn't have to be always that way. It's a, that is a temporary situation so that you can, you know, live. What can you do over here? How can you spend uh, an hour each day continuing on that art so that you build it up where now you're only spending seven hours a day at, at, at a traditional job and you're spending four hours with your art? You, if you are determined, you have that uh, intention and get it imprinted, get it tattooed in your mind. This is the direction I want to go. I guarantee you within six months, you're going to even see a change. But it comes back to empowering yourself. That's, that's so true. It's like you're inside my head, Alicia. <laughs> <laughs> Really, really um, a point that I wanted to mention there for anybody listening that don't be discouraged yes. by setbacks. That some, I actually feel now that setbacks are more there to help us. Yes, to- yes. I always also see it as being, and you know, everything, like I said, if it's not about a tree, it's about art, right? I look at it as being the art of living, okay? So how can you take this challenges challenge and Flip it around, use the, your life as a big piece of clay and remold, re-sculpt that so that it turns out into a piece of what art. You know, so funny, I, so I teach uh, and it just so happens that, and I, I call it the art of teaching. I love teaching. You know, if you got to take a day job, I love teaching. All right. Absolutely love it. And I'm teaching, you know, um, a, a skill that, that I'm working, you know, public relations, social media. And so um, and, you know, now I take that art course that I have and I'm using it in my classroom and it's great. I was so honored by a young man who did a, a thesis. His name is, um, oh, oh gosh, Mrs. Johnson. Oh, I can't think of his name right now, but it'll come to me. Armani, Armani Boone, student, right? And so he wrote his thesis on something called um, a polymath. Now, I thought I was smart. I thought I knew everything. I've been to school. I'm a polymath. What the heck is a polymath? Well, anyway, he writes this, 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 this whole thesis looking into marketing and how people need to rebrand them, themselves, especially young folks. What, how, do, how do they make it in life with rebranding? And he, he says one of the, the ways that you should do it or think about it is to become a polymath. And a polymath is someone who is skilled in many areas you know, and how to, um, you know, be able to be good in this segment and that segment. He's also into the arts, you know, public relations arts, uh, social media arts, and also um, visual arts. And so then he comes to me, and I didn't know he was doing this, right? He comes to me, and he says, Professor, I got an A-plus on my thesis. And I'm like, oh, yeah, that's good, young man. You know, he's a brilliant young man. So then he says, and you're in my thesis. And I'm like, what? Now, one of the things I have been doing my my life and things are kind of changing, um, I keep my art in this corner 
and I keep my teaching in that corner and never shovel to me, you know, because when I'm in your particular facility, I'm focused on the business of what I need to do. And the art is over there. So he says, no, no, no. So, you know, of course, he's on social media. He done found me, right? Because uh, I try to use another name. And he says, the way you master and, and you are the true polymath, you're over here doing this and doing it well. You're over doing this particular aspect of art and that aspect of art. And then you come to school and you teach. You're a good teacher, too. And I'm, I was so touched. I'm like, oh, my God, I'm a polymath now. Oh, Lord, have mercy. But it, it, it was so <laughs> wonderful. So we need to be um, polymaths in, of life. You know, if it's not working over there, continue to mold and sculpt it until you can find the, the piece of clay that you really want to work with. And you can if you put it a part of your intention. I think there needs, when kids are coming up, they need to take a class in intentions and, and you know, focus on how to empower yourselves individually and collectively. And it all comes back to, then there wouldn't be all this nonsense in the world. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> no, that's uh, really inspiring and illuminating, Alicia. Thank you for that. That's uh, so many, so many nuggets of truth there. So many, um, so many lessons there and so many takeaways. I, I love it. I love it. Okay. So, see, so you said, you, you said you didn't think you'd have something to talk about and look at where oh we are gosh, in our interview yes. right now. So, <laughs> I rest my case. <laughs> Oh, well, my love, you thank go. you, and stay tuned. I'll be keeping you up to uh, up on when trees talk. Let the yawn um, speak. I'm on Instagram at Alicia Fiber Arts, and my blog is Yarn Chats and Possibilities on WordPress. Okay, so Alicia, we haven't finished yet. Don't go away just yet. Don't go away just yet. So, yeah, so you've actually answered my next question. Where can people find out more about you and your work? So you've mentioned, and you will send me, if you haven't already, send me the link to the, your, your blog, your Instagram, and anything else. I'll, I could, I'll include a couple of links in the show notes because when I share this uh, interview, I do a little bit of a write-up and I put the links so people can always, the links will always be live for people to go and visit your art and your sorry your sites and so on and look at your art and see your art and learn a bit more about you and so people listening to this please go to um, Alicia's uh, links and which will be in the show notes and go there give her, give her a thumbs up tell her you listen to the interview etc always appreciated for all the artists that I interview um, we have to support each other go to their sites say hello to them give them some encouragement so so you're going to send me those links, Alicia. Yes. Um, I have a couple of uh, questions. Well, yes. we've talked a little bit about, uh, I'm going to talk, ask this question because I want to ask it, but we'll, we'll make it a little bit of a sh uh, shorter. Okay. So what's your vision? What's your vision for yourself, your art, and where do you feel you are on that journey? That's the, that's the first question. Well, I, I feel I want to take my art to a, um, a higher level of, 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 and this is crazy, um, but not crazy, of being able to heal, um, heal humanity. Um, so, and, uh, and healing humanity and also, you know, touching upon um, inspiring people to also work with the environment and healing the environment. And that has just... You know, I remember being um, a young girl 
And, uh, you know, I, I just, when they said five, six years ago, what do you want to be when you grow up? And I said, you know, I want to work for the United Nations. And that's all I knew of at the time. I said, I want to be able to help humanity. I want to help the world. And so, you know, I reshaped that, those thinkings a little more, but it's still the core and foundation of who I am. I want to be able to help people to open up and help themselves um, and thus help the entire collective here. That's always my underlying um, drive. So that's what I want my art to do. And one of the, um, the, the with the physical artwork, um, I am taking that to the next level. I want to make, um, I'm working on the facility so I can make larger pieces. Um, I need a bigger, because I, I told you I work on the floor, but I need, you know, a huge space so that I can do this on the floor. And I'm sure those bigger pieces will indeed make an impact. Definitely. And, and, and personally, I also want to, um, um, I want to be able to weave my backgrounds, the backgrounds that my tree are placed, trees are placed against. That's a lot of work. It takes a lot of time. But I need my space to do that. I need to do. That. I think I'm still at the beginning, although I've, I've, I've done, I've taken a number of steps. I Everybody says to... that. Everybody <laughs> really says do. that because it's so vast, right? Oh my gosh. <laughs> but you know what? I do feel that I have a more focused flashlight right now because <laughs> the journey can go in so many ways. But I, I know it's going to be um, continuing to work on um, healing and nurturing. And, and, and sustaining people individually and collectively. That is where I want to get into. And I don't want to force it down anyone's throat. I just want to put it there. And you just happen to be walking by. And maybe you're taking a deep drag of your fake cigarette that, like I do. And you say, ah, looking at that makes me feel good. Or ah, hearing that talk really makes sense. And I want people to come to that particular place in life on their own. And I hope my artwork and my, my, my workshops uh, are able to get them to that particular level. That's where, that's what I really want to do. No, I've got this is the penultimate question <laughs> because okay. we've had we've covered some of these things. And it's just so interesting. Actually, there are three, but uh, we'll, we'll go on this one because you've talked a bit about it. So maybe you can summarize, summarize this. You use so I know you use social media and I know it has helped you in reaching your artistic goals. So what would you recommend how, what would you recommend to artists? And I know we've, we've covered a lot about social media because it's very much a part of your life and you teach it. But because you teach it, what would you say to artists? I know you would recommend it. What you would know, you say to artists on the aspects of social media? A regular part of their life. And it doesn't have to be uh, a weighing part of their life. Knowing that, let's just say you decide to do a schedule of three times a week. And I don't know if that's going to work for you or not because... The artists themselves, and I'm, let's, I'm just talking about, let's just talk about uh, Instagram right now, but this same um, 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 framework works on other platforms too. You need to figure out what schedule is going to work for you best 
And what time of day will it work for you best? I am finding for me as an artist, and I, you know, and you have to find out for yourself, I'm finding late nights work for me best. Um, and I do a lot of interaction with artists all over the world. Um, that, that the artist needs to decide on that, but it needs to be a, a, a cognizant part of their life to be able to work social media. And it should go beyond just posting. You need to interact with other artists or whatever, you know, um, wherever you want to go. So let's say you want to get start doing some gallery work. You need to start interacting with other galleries and interacting. I mean, uh, liking, making comments, saying something. Don't just sit there and be intimidated because when you look, you say, oh, my God, there's 10 million people on Instagram. That is intimidating. Go in there and make your way. Start making friends, start interaction, engagement, and start posting and putting a line or two about what you are posting or what that meant to you. Um, there was a young lady, she, I think it's called GMS Weaving. She, she teaches how to weave. Um, I took a course with her about three years ago, four years ago. Maybe she had 200 followers. I just decided to check back up on her. This girl has at least 10,000 followers right now. She has worked her, 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 she has worked her business. She's been engaging. She's um, gotten into that particular weaving community. We have to be mindful to actually work it. Okay, and sometimes, and what will happen is that once you have made a commitment to working it, and this is my crazy, crazy self, I find that if I'm on a long line at a food store, right? I'm like, oh, I've been wanting to talk about because I'll think about the content I wanted to talk about. Let me put that up now. And, you know, while I'm in this food store, because it doesn't take that long. Most of us know how to work the platforms. A couple of weeks ago, I went to um, MoMA, the Museum of Modern Art. And while I'm there, I'm like, oh, this is a lovely, it was a pleasure trip. I'm like, no, 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 no. Let me work this for social media. Let me take some pictures and, you know, keep the focus and keep my conversation with my engagement with my people on art. This is what we do. And this is how we have to do it. So we, it has to, it has to be a part of our lives. As I see you, 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 you do it. You work it. <laughs> you absolutely work it too. So, and here's the deal too. If you are afraid, then go on out and get somebody to help you do it, okay? But whoever you get to help you do it, they need to know your voice. That person needs to become familiar with who you are, what your ideals are, your philosophies, and allow them to work it for you. And be, you know, pay attention to what they're doing. Because sometimes, you know, you may have a, a person doing your social media and it's just not working for you. It's okay. It's not a good fit. It's okay. But put it and be mindful, do it, put it up there, get it up there. Most of these artists who are out here, they can do it. And taking pictures, right? So folks says, well, I'm not a photographer. I don't know how to do it. Put the work outside in the sunlight. You can't go wrong. If you take 25 photos, at least one of them is going to show up good enough to put on social media. Come on, stop it. So that's what I would recommend. Common sense, good common sense on working your business. But you got to put it in, in into your scheduling. So that's how we do it. That's how we that's do it. That's it. There you go. 
some wise words, very, very good tips there. And uh, as, as, as you can imagine, I totally agree. I mean, it doesn't take an awful lot to do it. It's doing it consistently that, that is the secret, mm-hmm. right? You yes, don't have to get so all right. frightened about it. Just do a little bit at a time. And then when you look back, you, uh, you look back, you'll see, oh, wow, I've, this is, you know, I only did this like three times a week or whatever it is and it's little seeds that you keep on doing consistently not 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 one big burst and then you disappear for like six weeks and nobody sees you right and people don't know okay are they still doing stuff are they not that kind of stuff so thank you for reiterating that point that's great okay okay so I know we've talked about, um, I said this was the penultimate question. So any last thoughts you'd like to share, Alicia? Uh, Folks out here, understand the power of art. Let it empower you. Go outside of your comfort zone, even you as the artist. So if you're a sculptor, go outside and look at what other artists are doing um, for quote-unquote regular folks not in the art world. Just pause for a minute and look at some of the art that's out there because it's going to speak to you at a different level, a level that you didn't even know it could reach. And it will open up, inspire you. Um, it, it will open you up. And, and that's what we need art to do, to open us up to the wonderful things that are in life. I, I want to leave folks with this too because I'm crazy. I'm crazy. As you are driving, as you are walking, as you are sitting in front of your building, in front of your house, in front of where, where you work, look at a tree. Take a look at it. What do you notice about it? And I know many of you will be saying, what are you talking about? Look at a tree. No. If you look at a tree, you're going to definitely see something that is different or something that is amazing. Many of us may not look at a tree until the leaves start falling, you know, when the seasons change. And they're like, oh, it's so beautiful. But today, in the middle of our summer, look at a tree, and I guarantee you, you will see at least one thing that makes you say, oh, I didn't know that before. And that, oh, I didn't know that before, is going to open something within you where you say, oh, I didn't know that about myself before. And it empowers who you are as a human being. There you are. Now, I want you to come back to me. I'm, I'm giving you that assignment. <laughs> yes, well, I'm actually looking at some trees outside my window, and I'm thinking, yeah, I'm going to go downstairs, and I'm going to look at that tree with a different eye. Yes. And when I'm in um, – I'm going to be in the UK in a, in a, in a couple of months, and oh. I'm going to – I always go to my favorite parks, and – and uh, they're just amazing, hundreds of years old trees there. And um, mm. I always, I love going there anyway. But now I'm going to go in there and look at them, and I'm going to be hearing your words, and I'm going to look at them with a different eye yet yes. again. So I think I want yeah, you to look at the that, bark. That is so. Look at the limbs. Yeah. Look okay. at the actual leaves, and I want you to look at the relationship of the trees uh, of a tree with the next, the tree that's next to it. Um, there's a Right. There's a, a book out called The Hidden Lives of Trees, and it talks about the um, relationship and the um, community that trees have. They actually talk to the one another. They actually, the roots are actually, because um, if you're in a forest, and I, and I don't want to make this too long, if you are in a forest, if a tree is dying, say, a mile away on, on the other side of the forest, 
all of the roots get together and they try to bring the nutrients together and they use the roots under the ground to send it to the tree that's hurting. If there's a, there are some trees that um, they try to protect themselves from, uh, you know, whatever bird, a particular bird might be in the area, uh, um, a particular um, species of birds that's not good for the tree. It's always eating the leaves. They will talk to one another and say, we have to produce a particular nectar so that it will taste bitter to that particular bird. So the trees are actually talking to themselves. And so that, that book comes out of Germany and it's, um, it's uh, The Secret or The Hidden Lives of Trees. Excellent book. Absolutely excellent book. So when I have my program here, When Trees Talks, that's what I'm talking about. And when we take the moment to look at them, they are giving you, um, they're giving you visual hints of, of what's going, going on in the world. So my trees are a visual narrative to remind folks to heighten awareness about the real trees that are in their lives. Yeah, so you have to come back and tell me what you see. I will. I will let you know, Alicia. Okay, so thank you so much. This has been such a fun interview, such a fun oh, and so enlightening yes. and inspiring. I love these interviews with artists because I learn so much and it is just so, you know, now I know, now I know, now I know you in a, a different way from just seeing your art on Instagram. Isn't that incredible? That is just a height of engagement as far as I am concerned. And I'm so, yeah, I'm so Every happy so that we, we were able to, to do it. We offline, you know, step out of the social media world and actually, you know, do the, do the actual hug of another human do being. Do the actual oh hug and talking and, yes. and connecting. Yeah, because this is, this is what I mean by connecting. We're just using technology to actually do that. So Absolutely. I'm really, really, I'm really happy we could get it together to, yeah. um, to, to record yeah. this interview. I'm really, I'm really thrilled. Seriously, Alicia. So, all right, everybody, I, we're coming to the end of our interview. So, um, Alicia, I want to thank you once again for, um, for your insights, for um, everything we've shared this morning. And I can't wait to uh, publish this interview and uh, everybody will have the benefits of your, the benefit of your insights and their new relationship with trees. Yes, and thank you so much. And to all my fellow artists and everyone else listening, Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank, Thank you. My dear. Okay. Thank you. Okay, everybody. I um just stay tuned for more of the Nikki Jameson Art Talks podcast where we'll have more wildly interesting artists coming for you soon. Stay tuned. Bye for now. You've been listening to Nikki Jameson Art Talks with my guest, Professor Alicia Evans, fiber artist from Long Island, New York. I hope you enjoyed our interview. You can find me, Nikki Jameson, at Nikki Jameson Art, NikkiJameson.com, and Nikki J on Instagram. Thanks so much for listening. See you next time.